0: If we can hit the bullseye, then the rest of the dominoes will fall like a house of cards. Checkmate.
1: Welcome to We Should Know Better, uh, the podcast where we more or less find out just how, just how wrong Wikipedia is about everything. We, we try to find our way from one page to another and discover... Yeah, basically all the wrong facts in the world. So uh, I'm your host, tonight, <laughs> Kyle, and with me are
2: Sky, and I'm Tim.
1: And uh, if you've never played the Wikipedia game before, uh, it's it's really easy. All you do is um, we. Uh, I'm going to give these guys a page to start on, and uh, on Wikipedia, and just moving through links uh, and uh, avoiding links in uh, what is it? See also any captions yeah. things like that. See also doesn't count. Captions right. are okay. Oh right. Yeah, captions. But like are not okay.
0: like the info uh, sidebars, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Right. Uh,
1: and using those links finding their way uh from one part of Wikipedia to another and along the way we'll we'll have some fun uh figuring things out as we go. So uh tonight uh I I'm I'm getting my my turn as host after the recent, you know, I, I, I tried. Yeah. Well, I tried to take over uh, very briefly, but you were you were gone too short of a time in the middle of the last episode.
2: Yeah. So I filling ourselves with scandal.
1: Yeah. Well, that's that's how you keep listeners, Tim. <laughs> one of us is trying.
0: <laughs> it's episode twenty twenty two. 22. We we've lost everyone. <laughs> no one listens to this anymore because it's just the same old crap.
1: Uh, man.
0: <laughs> there's no there's no cliffhangers about about uh, <laughs> ice cream scoops.
1: Yeah, yeah. They it's need just, to know.
0: They need a narrative.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to do, we'll have to come up with another. Well, just wait till any of us have another holiday, you know, another uh, birthday or something like that, and that you know that'll give us something to work with. Yeah, uh, or we can just go on. Um, who's the, who? The winner will be tonight in our race from um, the page ca- for camphor. Camphor. Oh uh, yeah, that's our starting page tonight. Camphor. How do you see? Yeah, I'm I'm doing it. Okay. <laughs> this is yes. not my first rodeo, Scott. <laughs> oh. No, uh, the it is spelled C C A M P H O R, and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit. Well, very a little bit, uh, because I don't uh, I don't want to talk. I don't care too much about it. It's just a cool starting page. <laughs> uh, there's actually a story behind uh, how I came up with our topics tonight, and I'll get to that in a little while. But we're starting at camphor. And we are going to work our way to metaphor. Oh. Oh.
2: They both end in four.
0: Yeah. Oh, geez. They both end in the same thing. That's crazy. That's a really cute idea. I wonder where you got that from.
1: Oh, I don't know.
0: Gee. Thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Uh, I am going to start out tonight differently than anything that you've done in the past, though, Uh, just by uh, with our uh, with another game from the family game book. Yeah. Yeah. I know you guys uh you can look forward to this every time i host um but basically what i what I have here is a is a book from nineteen fifty seven I believe that is full of uh games for families and kids and and parents and uh they have different i mean it's supposed to be like uh homemade games and things like that and educational games for Boys and girls age six to ten for the most part. What I've been doing is I've been picking a title from these games and asking Sky and Tim to figure out what the game itself is. And generally they've done better than the actual book uh, because, man, these are just terrible with the exception. I, I mean, or, or we, we still don't know that this isn't just a, you know, a Cold War code book of some kind. But uh, tonight, you guys are going to be playing around with the game. We're playing a round of plus and minus Potsy.
2: Potsy? Can you spell that, please?
1: Jeez, Tim, this isn't my first... Yeah, uh, this is... (laughs) the uh, Yeah, it is Potsy. P-O-T-S-Y.
2: Oh, that that helps.
1: I know! Yeah, actually, that was exactly why I picked it, because I had no idea either. So, uh, this is... This is less complex than you might than it than you might think it is from the name. Uh, do you want? I can actually give you like the materials that that they can use for this if that would help you.
0: Uh, mm. you'll li- be limiting us, I think. Yeah, <laughs> actually,
1: yeah. you, you know what? Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, that's fine. Um, all right. Uh, well, that's fine. See, uh, I if, think
0: I know what this already is. Yeah,
1: oh, I, okay. What? Go ahead. Go ahead. Really? Go for it.
0: I, I mean, like, it's it's hopscotch probably with like n- numbers and you you're going to like add and subtract them i don't know maybe there's like a maybe there's a game master who tells you to like do subtraction <laughs> so you ha- hop on five and then you hop on four and you're like that's one and that stuff
1: okay okay
2: so uh and minus potsy is a game that we play um when daddy has spent too much time down at the track again <laughs> and uh we have a, a few different pots and uh you know one of us <laughs> still has to eat well to wow. uh to keep our money up um wait 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 one one pot is
0: one of is, us has to keep our one of us has to be fed to keep our money up
2: well yeah one of us has to be able to work well oh wow so wow. um, so you choose the pot and one has one has a plus amount of food in it. the other has a minus amount you're sort of you know it's sort of the luck of the draw
1: tim you you're play plus a, or
2: minus potsy my games are from a very dark world kyle
1: <laughs> they really are um okay well <laughs> i i gotta go with sky again because <laughs> sky literally said what the game is uh is it
0: really yeah.
1: yeah he was off by,
0: just hopscotch
1: he was off by one fact that you don't actually hop it, they took away they made hopscotch <laughs> they took away the only thing that could be fun about it and now it's just scotch no, it's just numbers uh, so what you do is uh now okay the way i, I just want to tell you it's opening it's opening line here the the way that they describe these games makes them sound so clinical i, I just love them whether you set this up, this one up on a sidewalk or floor game, the transfer or transfer to a space saving table it provides painless experience with plus and minus symbols. It yeah, provides yeah. painless experience <laughs> with plus and minus. Who's out there hurting themselves? If
0: you use a, multi- well, <laughs> if you use a multiplication sign, you might experience a slight irritation
2: <laughs> in the so, armpits check so with your doctor to see if addition or subtraction <laughs> is right for you.
1: So uh, you're, you're, you're almost right. Uh, basically, they're, what, what they're talking about for Potsies are jar caps. And one of them is marked with a plus sign and the other is marked with a minus sign. Oh, what, OK. And <clears throat> what you want to do is you take your two jar caps and you toss them and you want to try to get as close as you can to a number total. So you have your hopscotch board essentially uh drawn out like one through nine, and you want to try to get it get it to say four and so you wanna you know land on the correct numbers to get a total of four gotcha so that's, Exciting that's how stuff you, I know I know so that's the idea uh and if you miss <laughs> if you land on a line, they actually have um specifically. Uh, each player tosses the two Potsies. He adds the score made by the plus Potsie and subtracts the score uh, made by the minus Potsie. <clears throat> a Potsie landing on division line does not score. And oh. those which fall outside the... Why doesn't
2: the it square... divide?
1: Because <laughs> that's that's not a painless experience, Tim. Yeah, that's true. It's uh, a and... part of life. Yeah, yeah honestly. Mm. Uh, and those which fall outside the square are minus 10. Whoa. So... Yeah, there you go. That's how you play plus and minus Potsy. So you should try it next time you are looking for something fun to do, a painless experience with uh, plus and minus signs.
2: I wouldn't uh, say it's something you'd do if you're looking for fun. I'd say it's something to do if you're trying to avoid something worse.
1: Even just describing this, you make you take it to a dark place. I know, I'm sorry.
2: No, it's just like, you know, I'd really love to clean the garage today, but I think I should play plus or minus Potsy <laughs> with the kids, honey
1: yeah we've been really lax on our plus and minus potsy lately yeah um all right so sky (laughs) for being almost literally correct
0: yeah that's kind of (laughs) sad though (laughs) because as i'm explaining i'm just like this is the most boring thing
1: see i love these i love doing these because tim takes it to a dark place and you you always get upset at the (laughs) game. yep (laughs) you're like this is the dumbest thing so uh, okay so let's talk about camphor i guess
0: camphor is a waxy flammable white or transparent solid with a strong aromatic odor
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, it's got it's (laughs) it's got it's uh it's like molecule it's formula yeah it's like structural formula and it looks like a it looks like a pictograph of like what the 50s thought we'd be flying around in the in, oh my in gosh. The 21st it, century? like Yeah, kind of does. It's got, it's got like, it looks like a little like gyrocopter.
1: Yeah, and at the bottom, <laughs> it's launching away from Earth. You see the like speed lines and then Earth and the. Oh, the little, see,
0: I was reading that as a wheel, but yeah.
1: The little oxygen. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, I, I definitely think, yeah, it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Camp,
0: camper <laughs> is the chemical of the future.
1: <laughs> well, actually, it's more the chemical of the past uh, because this has been used for a really long time in uh, medical use. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's got a lot of uses. um, Well, okay, they have in here, its modern uses include uh, camphor as a plasticizer for uh, nitrocellulose, as a moth repellent, as an antimicrobial substance. Uh, It gets used in embalming and in fireworks. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, see? (laughs) Today's podcast comes with sound effects. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) uh, This episode of We Should Know Better brought to you by...
0: (laughs)
2: By the fully artists of America.
0: You can also <laughs> use it to eat with. Nom 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 nom. You so can <laughs> put it into foods. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, yeah, you can do a lot of things with it, but it, it's um, it's a really interesting thing, and I, I'm sure you've used this, uh, or rather, I, I've used it before um, for as like a, it, medicinally. Anyway, uh, it can provide or it makes like a it makes your skin feel really cool or warm, depending. Uh, on how you experience it. Uh, and it can work as kind of an anesthetic locally. Oh. So um, it gets used as like an anti-itch gel. So which
0: way do you swing, Kyle?
1: On which? Oh, on this? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, I, I think of it as cooler, honestly. Like oh, yeah. whenever I've used it before, it makes me feel pretty cold.
0: Okay, cool. Okay. I don't think I've ever used it.
1: Have you ever used Vicks Vapor Rub?
0: Yeah, is that, is that what this is?
1: That's exactly what it
0: is.
1: Oh. Yep. Yeah. And it's sensitive. also... It's
2: also the stuff in mothballs, right?
0: Yep, I think I go both ways. Actually, I think I,
1: I sometimes it's cool and
0: sometimes it's warm.
1: Yeah, a lot of people experience it as cool for a short while, and then and, and then sort of heating up afterward.
2: Uh, okay, an icy to dull the pain. Yeah, and a hot to relax it away.
1: Yeah, well, pretty
0: much. Great. Got to cut that out because I'm gonna get sued. <laughs> anyway, maybe
2: we'll get maybe you maybe you know. A week or two down the road, we'll get a crate of icy hide, you don't know.
0: <laughs> That's what I'm trying to avoid.
2: Shaquille O'Neal will be there, like at her doorstep. You're like, Oh my hey, gosh, guys, thanks a lot for the plug. I would,
0: when I was, when I was, when my desk at work was in front of the television that was on mm-hmm. like MSNBC or whatever,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I would see that commercial every day. I would see, oh, sure. I would see Shaq rubbing. Icy hot onto his body every day and smiling about it, and it was always the weirdest thing. I'm like, all right, Shack, I gotcha.
1: He's got an awkward smile.
0: Yeah, he does. It's always it's it's always like it. It seems there's always there always seems like some yeah some sort yeah. of something else going on underneath the <laughs> underneath the surface of that smile. But
1: episode. Yeah. Uh. So. Anyway, um, camphor has a lot of uses otherwise as well. Uh, It it can be used to, I think, did I read in here that it can be used to defend against rust? Yeah, rust preventative. And uh, it actually, listen here, I did not know this. Camphor crystals are sometimes used to prevent damage to insect collections. Didn't know. Oh, weird. So, yeah. So this gets used in a lot of places. It's got a very distinct smell. And if you've ever smelled it, like if you've used Vicks Vapor Rub, that's Mm -hmm. that smell. If you've ever smelled it, uh you'll remember it. I mean, the next time you run into it, you'll know exactly what it is. Yep. But, it's poisonous. Well, really it poisonous. It can, can be. Actually,
0: Candace <laughs> just explained this to me when I was sick uh, oh, a few weeks ago. Cuz like I always thought that <laughs> I always thought that it was something about like you put it on your chest because it would like kind of absorb in there and and just make you feel better. Okay. Like and, and then like you could sleep better that way. It's actually that you, you put it on your chest or your neck because you're trying to get it as close to your face as possible so you can inhale it when you're sleeping.
1: Yeah. Yes, yes.
0: But it, not have it kill you because yeah. it's, it's not good to eat.
2: It says um, in the in the article here, it says that generally two grams uh, are considered seriously toxic and four grams are potentially least lethal.
1: Yes. Of yeah. camphor so, itself. So do not eat it, please. Yeah. Uh and that, that actually goes for almost everything we bring up on this podcast. Please do not eat it. There's a good chance it will kill you. Huh. I it's mean true. like 80% of what we talk about.
0: <laughs> yeah. DVDs of Portlandia. Those yeah. don't you put do those that. in your mouth.
1: Please do not do that. <laughs> Unless you're a DVD player.
0: Do not <laughs> shovel heaps of Oregon dirt into your mouth.
1: Ever. It'll
0: <laughs> it'll kill you. Um
1: uh, all right, guys, cool. where are we going from camphor?
0: To get to metaphor.
1: Metaphor, right? yes. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oof. okay. I promise these things are connected. All right. while you're looking, well, I was just going to say while you're looking there, uh, as we're talking about its toxicity, yeah, uh, it does mention here that in ancient and medieval Europe it was used as an ingredient in sweets, yes. So, not a lot, I'm guessing, but <laughs> right, it's used,
0: it's still used in Asian cuisine, it says too.
1: Yes. Anyway,
0: um, go on. All right. I, f- I found. I have an idea. This is really. This is really hard. This is going to be uh, awesome. Dried rosemary leaves uh, in the mint family contain up to twenty percent camphor. Oh. I'm going to click on rosemary.
1: Where? Are, all right. I didn't even because see.
0: Because rosemary, I know, has some mythological stuff, and so I think Ooh. mythology. Yeah. Could get me oh. to oh po- yeah. You, know, you know there's metaphors in in mythology and stuff
1: <laughs> there's metaphors.
2: there's yeah. metaphors in everything that's the problem with this <laughs> yeah
1: that's why i thought it would be easier but okay let's go to rosemary or yeah okay
0: i am at rosemary
1: <clears throat> okay Which, uh, what's tim? your
2: poison tim um <laughs> i am going to go with fireworks
1: oh man tim i'm so glad you did before you say anything else <laughs> uh let's let's do a quick quiz (laughs) yay yeah actually yeah let's go back to let's go back to sky and when we come back to tim i've got a quiz for you guys cool rosemary
0: rosemary suddenly rosemary um it's a woody perennial herb with fragrant Mm. evergreen needle-like leaves
1: also something that has a particular scent to it yes
0: yeah and white pink purple or blue flowers Native to the Mediterranean region. Oh. Um, and there is a mythology section, and it says, According to legend, it was draped around the Greek goddess Aphrodite when she rose from the sea, wow. born of Uranus' semen. I, what? Uh, the, the Virgin Mary is said to have spread her blue cloak <laughs> over a white-bloomed rosemary bush when she was resting, and the flowers turned blue. The shrub then became known as the Rose of Mary.
1: What? <laughs> yeah it <laughs> makes go. sense. that's all oh, rose of Mary, I guess, yes, yeah, wow. wow.
0: It's used as a decorative plant in gardens, and it may have some pest control effects. We don't know. we don't really study this stuff. we're just people on Wikipedia. The leaves are used to flavor various foods such as stuffings and roast meats,, mm-hmm. so yeah, it, this is pretty much just like the the plant version of camper mm-hmm. um which I guess makes sense because that's what it comes from, dummy. That's, wow. that's to me Whoa, that's to geez, me that's to myself geez. i'm like i just made that connection because sky dude.
1: that's not healthy don't do that to yourself <laughs> No,
0: it's cool It's cool i know that's i'm just a, i know I'm, I'm myself is just kidding that's uh, okay i'm gonna click on aphrodite
1: okay i'm Get very to, glad that that's the click that's the, clip <laughs> the one that i'm choosing that
2: you're, yeah, yeah. You're
1: choosing yeah uh before you go i i want to point out that uh at the bottom of this page talking about cultural references rosemary and time have you guys heard of this
2: well, there's the song Scarborough Fair. Yes, but not Parsley like... Parsley, Sage, Rosemary, and Thyme.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, rosemary and Thyme is a British telev- television mystery series uh, starring Felicity Kendall and Pam Ferris' as gardening detectives Rosemary Boxer what? and Laura Thyme. Yeah. And they uh, these two ladies are brought together by a sudden death and they realize that they both love gardening and solving mysteries. Who not, don't? Who don't? <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Uh, all right, <clears throat> from the from the Wikipedia page here, being gardeners means that they overhear secrets and dig up <laughs> clues, Uh-oh. which lead them to handle floral problems, solve crimes, and capture criminals.
2: Don't I'd, I'd rather watch Parsley and the Sage,
1: and the Sage,
2: and the Sage.
1: Wow, I like that. It. Would
2: be that would be a crime drama of like two cops who also love um, mixing herbs.
1: <laughs> well, I like it anyway. <laughs> we're going to go. Uh, so you're going with Aphrodite. Yes. Okay. I'm very glad that that's the the link that you picked out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> okay. So uh, let's go back to fireworks, please. I at least understand these, um, or at least <laughs> I, I like to pretend I understand. That. <laughs> Uh, fireworks are a lot of fun, uh, but I am going to give you guys a quick quiz of the different effects uh, fireworks had. I had no idea that they did that, like the different shapes uh, have particular names in the in the firework industry. I guess. That, is that a thing? The firework industry? Oh, fire absolutely. Yeah. So pyrotechnics. Um, the different shapes have different names, and some of them uh, harken back to their to their history and others look like what they or They describe what they look like. Um, but I am going to give you a quiz where you guys, I'm going to give you a name and you guys tell me whether it is or is not an actual firework. All right. Uh, to start off with uh, Chrysanthemum.
2: That is a firework. Sure.
1: Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, water lilies. No, uh, no. Correct. That is uh, that's one I came up with. Uh, Camaro
2: yes a Camaro
1: no Camaro Camaro <laughs> my Chevy Camaro <laughs> in uh, America uh, America, <laughs> America my, this is my Camarica. <laughs> uh,
2: I'll I'll say yes
1: yes it is one yes uh, it's actually uh it's described that way i guess it comes from a word that describes a boy's haircut and that shape apparently reminded someone of a young boy's haircut. Okay. Um, it has
2: a better ring to it than young boy's haircut.
1: That, I think that is the actual the actual uh, translation to <laughs> <laughs> uh ground bloom flower. Ground bloom flower.
0: Ground I'll bloom say yes. flower? Yeah, that sounds Yeah.
1: Yes, yes it is. Uh it is a uh it's a it's a firework that seems like it's launching from the ground and blooms upward. Uh. Uh, diadem.
2: Diadem. Diadem. Uh, no. Or the royal diadem. <laughs> it's like a crown. Uh, I'll say yes.
1: Uh, it is. Oh, nice. uh, it it's a, a kind of a radial burst with a center uh, that kind of stays in place, so it looks like it has two rings of of color. Cool. Uh, Flame runner no yeah sure nope flame runner uh, is a is bowser's motorcycle in mario kart 8 <laughs> uh Crozette.
2: Crozet? yes yes no
1: <laughs> it is uh it is a four pointed star oh cool yeah uh ogoshi
0: ogoshi Ye- i want to say yes yes
1: nope it's a judo hip throw Uh, a horse tail yes yeah yes i can picture it yep Yep. that is i that's why i included it it really looks like that too it's exactly what it sounds like yep uh fish turn
0: fish turn Mm -hmm. oh i hope it's i hope it's the one where like they spark out and then they go every which way so i'm
2: gonna say yes i'll say yes as well
1: you're really close it it's not uh (laughs) No, no, no. There is one called Fish that is exactly the one you are describing. <laughs> oh, oh, well. Oh, okay. But Fish Turn is a move in my Tai Chi Sword style. Sorry.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Someone's just showing off his, uh, his
2: martial arts. Uh, martial arts and Mario 8 knowledge, yeah. <laughs> Time
1: Rain.
0: Time Rain? Uh, yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a delayed, it's a delayed uh, burst. So it, it does a short burst and then a, a, an extended one beyond that. Um, Bangle Fire.
0: Bangle Fire? That's uh, from Street Fighter. No. no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say no anyway, though. It's real. Oh.
1: No. Yeah, it's a... I don't know why it says it specifically, but it says a... It's just a blue-colored firework. It doesn't particularly say what it is, but the type of firework that or the type of uh, mix that it is makes it a certain color blue. Hmm. Uh, shooting star.
2: Oh, this one's so generic. Uh,
1: No.
0: Yeah, uh, I hope so. Yes.
1: Uh, No, it's another uh-huh. ah. Uh, Cake. Yes, I
2: always say yes to cake.
1: No, it totally is. That's, uh.
2: yeah. Always say yes to cake.
1: I uh, it's sort of a middle ground, though, because it's not the shape of the explosion, but uh, it, it's it's a name for one that gets a, for a firework. Yeah, that's packed in in sort of uh, small, well, small cakes, essentially, that causes it to do sort of a combination of other shapes. Uh, so there you go. Those are some of the quick some of the some of the real ones and a bunch of the fake ones. <laughs> cool. Now I can look uh, at the page. Yeah, go ahead and look at the page, Tim so good work guys uh fireworks are really cool they are one of the uh couple things that still makes me like when I, when i watch them it is really hard for me not to just like sit there and grin i really like fireworks a lot that's good
2: i always um when i worked uh for a newspaper back in the old times <laughs> like every other year so i would have to work on july 4th mm-hmm. but it wasn't so bad because our office was right next to the lake and that's where they did the fireworks. Oh, man. So I would take a break and I just sort of stand outside the newspaper in her office and I'd be able to watch the fireworks. It was really nice.
1: Aw. Sweet. That sounds awesome.
2: And then was... I'd go back in and.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and cry.
2: <laughs> Not cry, but I would <laughs> just, you know, put the rest of the paper together just be like, uh, okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, I actually um, right near where I live there, there's a fireworks literally a couple blocks from me uh, that every Fourth of July, they send off fireworks here, which is nice. I I can usually sit from my porch and watch them. Essentially, I always walk down uh, down the block to get a a better view anyway, though. And um, every year and this is another sign that I'm getting old. Every year as I've been walking down, uh, it, like there are usually families like up and down my street and, and into the next block, tr- like just getting their lawn chairs out and sitting down and watching the fireworks together. But uh, I have noticed more and more people sitting there with like their their iPad or their phone or or a 3DS or something like that, just like playing <laughs> games while the fireworks are going on. I'm like, what yeah. is wrong with you? This is this is only going to happen one time a year. it's just it's just fun this is just you know people put a lot of work into this and you know spend some time with your family oh my gosh it's hard to find your parents
2: oh wow some fireworks world records as of november 30th 2014 um the largest firework display of all time is vea fireworks um officially set the new world record um During a single coordinated display on November 29, 2014 in the small town of Sonje or Sogne, Norway, Uh, a tribute to the 200th anniversary of the Norwegian Constitution, incorporated 540,382 individual firework effects in a 90-minute show.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's That's crazy. Yes, yes. The
2: the longest firework waterfall uh, was dubbed Niagara Falls. Oh, uh, and it measured uh, 11,539 feet and six inches. What? Ignited wow. on the 23rd, How? 2008 at the Ariake Seas Fireworks Festival in Fukuoka, Japan.
0: How in the world do you get down to inches? Like, <laughs> I,
2: know. I don't know.
0: That's amazing.
1: That is that is really cool.
0: <laughs> How do you uh, measure fireworks like that? Wouldn't, I, it, wouldn't it be crazy? There has to be like a fireworks competition, right? Like a, a oh, national. I'm sure there is. That would be so hey, crazy look. to go to.
1: The Pyrotechnics Guild International, or PGI, founded in 1969, is an independent worldwide nonprofit organization of amateur and professional fireworks enthusiasts.
0: Yeah. Do they have a a contest?
1: There's a convention. Sweet. Oh, man. Oh, there's two. Oh, my gosh. There's two associations. Oh, I wonder if they have rivalries.
2: Turf wars. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So the fireworks article does talk A good amount about um how you know fireworks are used in other countries doesn't really seem to get into any real mythological or like meaning stuff just like hey here's some festivals that they do it at i'm like okay
1: um (laughs) so
2: i'm going to go a different route um under ring for fireworks uh, shapes and forms um a shell with stars, specially arranged to create a ring-like shape variations include smiley faces hearts and clovers I'm going with smiley faces.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. All right. I like I it. I us desperately good... see
2: if there's some sort of metaphor.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, I, like, it. I like it. I I'm, like it. I'm there with you.
2: Facial things.
1: Uh, I kind of thought you were going to go hearts for, you know, metaphor about the heart, but okay. That's, eh. <laughs> that's boring. Um, yeah. No, I, I'm right there with you. I do really love that they have like a uh, just higher up of the page. They have a reference of the chemicals used in making fireworks, and in here, if you ever feel like doing it, you can figure out what makes what color. So yep, that it, it, it is kind of crazy. All right, let's move on from fireworks to Aphrodite.
0: Aphrodite. Yes. Or Venus. Sure. She, yes. Yeah, she's like hot and stuff. That's pretty much her whole di- her whole <laughs> deal. Um, we, we were talking about the birth last time, so I'm gonna go into that a little bit more. Because why do wouldn't I? Um, in the most famous version of her myth, her birth was the consequence of a castration. Yep. Cronus uh, severed Uranus's genitals and threw them behind him into the sea, and the foam from his genitals gave rise to Aphrodite.
2: Wow! No, wait, 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 wait! You you cut someone's. You're you're a god. First of all, OK, sure. You, you cut you cut another God's junk off. OK. Yeah. Yeah. You, you I mean, I guess I guess it has to go somewhere, <laughs> but you're throwing it in the ocean. Uh-huh. You know, two seconds later, Neptune's going to come up and go, hey, 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 hello. This is my house. <laughs> please, please find somewhere your, else.
1: Yeah. Please keep your junk out of this place.
2: We need to create, you know, some sort of trash cans or receptacles or something <laughs> because this is not going to fly.
1: We need the god of recycling, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> recycling. We, need,
2: we need Captain Planet. <laughs> god of recycling.
1: I just love okay. how he threw it
0: behind him into the sea.
1: Like he wasn't even looking. Yeah, like, oh, like, whatever. Like,
0: like, like, oh, I'm so cool. I don't even look at explosions. So god god puts of his helicopter. sunglasses on. He's like, oh, there go the eugenics. <laughs> um,
1: oh, this is so weird. <laughs>
0: Hesiod, I don't know who that is, maybe a historian, which you know historian in in quotation marks uh states <laughs> that the genitals were carried over the sea a long time, and white foam arose from the immortal flesh with a girl with it a girl grew, sure yep, and she came and uh, part of the myth is that she floated ashore on a scallop shell, so that's why you see it in all the the paintings of the birth of Venus so- um So, I
1: mean, before, before her then, is it just assumed that there was no, no one, there was no love anywhere? Like, no, mm. -mm. No, like it's just it, that
0: she's like the best love. Like oh, she's. Oh, I get it. I got yeah, it. Yeah, okay. she's. Uh, this is a kind of funny. A funny statement on Wikipedia. Aphrodite is consistently portrayed in every image and story as having had no childhood and instead being born as an Is that a nubile? Is that nubile? nubile yes. <laughs> infinitely desirable adult.
1: That's weird. Yep. Ugh, weird. Sometimes
0: in later myths, she's portrayed as vain, ill-tempered, and easily offended. So like
1: all the Greek gods, we could talk
0: about all the legends and crap. The only one I want to talk about <laughs> because it has this amazing, this amazing picture that I'm gonna send to you guys, and I'll post it on here. But but there is nudity because oh, it's sure. yeah. it's Greek myth. Um, this is Paris um, surveying Aphrodite naked, and it's just the most
1: wow. <laughs> I just. Uh, I just love
0: that he kind of has like caveman garb going on yeah. and he's sitting there looking like Gaston, like <laughs> looks at Belle, like, hmm.
1: yeah, this is, this is pretty disgusting.
0: And is just like, yep, take it in. Yep. So, I'm awesome. This is during the judgment I, I just, of Paris, right?
2: I like that there's a peacock behind her. Yeah. <laughs> totally looks like, oh, you're looking at me, aren't you? <laughs> right? Yeah. I got I it. I'm it. I'm working it. I'm working it
1: oh man, everyone in this painting thinks they are the best thing that's yes, the- <laughs>
0: exactly, and that's pretty much the judgment of Paris, actually
1: oh,
2: I, like how, I like how Paris brought his goat with him as yeah. like a wingman
0: he's sort of like, what do you think, goat?
2: <laughs> goat's like, meh, meh, meh. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> yep. and then he ate the goat skin she's totally or, a cheater, yeah. because like this is when they were trying to get the Apple of Discord oh man, it's uh, Aphrodite, Hera that, and Athena
2: isn't that Assassin's Creed? yes yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh and they for some reason zeus you know they all want it and zeus decides that paris gets to choose and so they all offer him bribes and hera offers him power athena offers him wisdom and glory in battle and aphrodite offers him helen of troy the most beautiful woman oh, no. in the world
1: did, did
2: helen of troy have a decision in this
0: no uh oh. of course uh, she was already not.
2: married
1: to someone at the at the time, apparently.
0: Yeah, and that's not how... It, I mean, the gods can do whatever they want. Yeah, in sure, Greek why Greek mythology. So she just causes Paris to become infatuated with her. Like, she basically <laughs> cheats. And that's how the Trojan War starts, because the other two goddesses are pissed off. So,
1: Look, I, I, I think that painting is really great, but I also really love this one of uh, Venus and Adonis. Yes,
0: I do love that one, too. I'm going gonna,
1: I'm gonna to pass this along just because... It, this is so Girl, great. I know but...
0: you want it. <laughs> <It's> like...
1: <laughs> She's just hanging out there and his facial expression is just like yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's just <laughs> like, yeah, you... I want this. What else you got?
0: Yeah. It's so great. Um, and the dogs are just like, "Come on, we got to move. Let's I got do this. places to be."
2: And there's there's always there's always a little kid in these too. It's I'm guessing it's it's Eros or Cupid.
1: Sure. Uh, that would but he's always the... just
2: hanging out like a creeper.
1: Yeah. It is it is very weird. Yes. The Greeks
0: were all about creeping. Like
1: I, Oh, man, that's so strange. It. Yeah. I mean, all of their all of this mythology is just very bizarre and terrible. So that's that's, yeah, that's Aphrodite. That stuff happened. Um well, Yeah, I don't know what to do with this. There or is yeah. <laughs> Sky, get us out of here. <laughs> um Or we have to mark this anymore. There is uh, one explicit. There's
0: no metaphor on here. Um There is it mentions Sappho oh. who's a poet. So I'm going to click on Sappho and hope oh, that I wow. can get okay. to poetry Okay.
1: that way. Yeah, that's a good call. So that's what uh, I'm doing. I don't know. Where, where is that? Uh, is H O H O? Okay, Okay. Found it. Thank Sappho. you. Sappho. Yep. Awesome. Uh, Tim, let's talk about smileys.
2: Okay. So when you hear the word smiley, what do you think now? Like what comes to mind?
1: Uh, emoticons. Motocons.
2: Emoticons, right? What came before emoticons?
1: Uh, Walmart. Emotions.
2: <laughs> Walmart. Jeez, <laughs> oh, that's actually that is actually mentioned in here. Yeah, the what? classic before before we had our fancy colon dash you know close parentheses. There was just the standard smiley of the yellow circle with you know two oval eyes and a curve. That's a smiley.
1: So and why is it yellow? Do they? Is this like a design thing or, or wait, I'm sorry. You're probably going to talk about it. Go on. Yep. Yep.
2: Um, so there are a few sort of previous ideas of where, um, smiley faces were originated. Um, one is that, um, it it was once part of a promotion by New York radio station, WMCA, uh, beginning in 1962. If you answered your phone, WMCA, good guys. Um, (laughs) And they called you, you know, you were rewarded with a, a good guy sweatshirt that had a smiley face on it. Oh, wow. It's not the smiley face that, you know, um, today.
1: Oh, they've got um, it's a picture yeah. it's
2: Yeah, it's a little more um, crude. I mean, not crude as in dirty, but like <laughs> crudely drawn.
1: Yeah, I actually so really like the design. It's pretty neat. Yeah,
2: it's nice. and that's on a, it's on a yellow shirt. Um, mm. But sort of the main commercialization of it uh, in 1963, Harvey Ball. An American commercial artist was employed by State Mutual Life Assurance Company, um, now known as Hanover Insurance, uh, to create a happy face to raise the morale of the employees. How sad is that?
1: Wow, that's our, wait, our employees
2: wait. are doing awful. Can you draw a smiley face to cheer them up? I'm sure that'll do the trick.
1: Wait, so rather than actually just try to improve the lives of their employees, they're like, let's start a campaign inside our let's do a let's do a push a marketing campaign inside our own company.
2: Yeah, that's kind of what it sounds like. Um, so, so Ball um, took basically 10 minutes, <laughs> drew a happy face with a bright yellow background, the dark oval eyes, the full smile increases, you know, the whole um, yellow smiley face package. What? And he was paid $45 for it. What? Which is equivalent in 2012 currency, according to this article, to 330 U.S. dollars. What? <laughs> for ten minutes of work, basically copying something else he probably saw the year before
1: yeah oh my gosh Morale oh
2: booster uh. um <laughs> in the early nineteen seventies though um it was really taken for a commercial ride um Philadelphia Brothers Bernard and Murray Spain uh seized upon it in September nineteen seventy in a campaign to sell novelty items um coffee mugs, t-shirts, bumper stickers um most of them were emblazoned with have a happy day, which mutated into ah. have a nice day. Um, like like in Forrest Gump, when you see the.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: That, that seems to be where this sort of um, inspired that.
1: That's pretty clever.
2: The, um, the Smiley trademark it is trademarked what? in uh, about 100 countries. It's owned by the Smiley Company. Of course it is. And it has a subsidiary Smiley World Limited ah. in London. Um and uh in nineteen ninety-seven uh the company uh, of Smiley World uh tried to acquire the trademark rights of the symbol in the US. And uh there was a certain company that was kinda like, um oh, we sort of use that. <laughs> that company was Walmart.
1: Oh yep. right, yes.
2: Yep. Um Walmart responded first by trying to block the application, uh then later trying to register the smiley face itself. Um they in turn sued. 2002, the issue went to court. Um, Finally reached a decision in 2009, but Walmart began phasing out the smiley face uh, as (laughs) promotional materials before that. Um, But then, even while they were phasing it out, they sued uh, an online parodist for trademark infringement after he used the symbol, as well as various portmanteaus of "wall," such as Wallacost.
1: I really love that. Uh,
2: Wow. uh, The district court found in favor of the parodist In March 2008. That's amazing. The judge concluded that Walmart's smiley face logo was not shown to be inherently distinctive (laughs) and that it has (laughs) failed to establish that the smiley face has acquired secondary meaning or that it is otherwise a protectable trademark under U.S. law or that it could be a metaphor. Why didn't they use metaphor in this article? That would be nice. Um, But they haven't. So. Where I'm going to go next is I'm going to go somewhere that should be ripe with metaphors. Um, Walmart. No, in the UK, the happy face has been associated with psychedelic culture, yada, yada, yada. The association was cemented when the band bombed the bass. Yeah, B-A-S-S. I like uh, it. Use an extracted smiley from Watchmen.
1: Oh, Oh, nice. uh, Nice. On the
2: center of its beat this hit single, find me some metaphors, Watchmen.
1: (laughs) There we go. I think that'll get you there. All right, uh, Sky, let's go back to Greece. Sappho is a woman. I had
0: no idea. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yes, yeah, she's from Lesbos. Yep. She's a lyrical poet and uh, she did things. <laughs> uh, she was actually exiled later in life uh, because there was political turbulence on Lesbos. Um, and she was exiled to Sicily. Ah. Yeah.
2: So Lesbos is an island. Yes.
1: Yes. And As it is that's an where
2: we place. get lesbian from.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At least I that's how I understand it. Yes. I do really like this. Uh someone did a, a bust of her hair that is kind of pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, there is a good one over. Not I mean there's not too much on her. There's A lot about her family but it's i mean there's just fragments of even like her poetry left so she's kind of almost like a historical legend sort of deal there's actually a legend about her death where she jumps off the uh, lucadian
1: cliffs sure yeah
0: yeah um for her love of pharon a ferryman so it's kind of weird people think that it might have cropped up Uh, by the comic poets or originated from a mislead from a misreading of a first person reference in a non-biographical poem
1: Uh, Um, I also like the following sentence yes the
0: legend also might be a result uh, from the desire to assert Sappho as heterosexual because anyone that we uh, admire can't possibly oh yeah
1: totally they can't be be a
0: homosexual so
1: not possible
0: not possible I mean, she's got there's there's about 200 remaining uh remnants of her poetry and it says fragment 16 and fragment 44 are considered lyric retellings of Homer epics. So, yeah, it's just kind of all spotty. Like, I think it's wow. one of those things where she was big in her time and we just she just kind of got lost to history as far as actual like, you know, artifacts. So
1: I I really kind of want to find out. Let's see. Uh, there's a single complete poem in fragment one. after I quoted in its entirety as modeled the polished and exuberant style of the composition. Okay, let's see. Oh, they don't have an actual clip of it. I I really would like to read some of her poetry.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. And I mean, you have to translate it into English. Which,
1: I suppose that's true. Yeah.
0: Which always sucks. I the Greek never really translates that well into English. So yeah. What's considered like really really cool in in Greek is kind of is always kind of like eh yeah okay
1: I I can sort of get there
0: like it didn't even rhyme originally and now it's like all right I guess the Odyssey's pretty cool
1: <laughs> I actually like
0: the Odyssey a lot it just it, the the it, it's just weird to think that we you know something that's so highly regarded is translated and still highly highly regarded and it's almost like a different work in itself I don't know
1: so I did anyway. Actually- I did find a, uh, a clip of the hymn to Aphrodite here. Okay. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, hymn to Aphrodite and I'm guessing they, they have an English translation. Uh, let's see. Translated back in
0: 1893.
1: Okay. Uh, do to do, do, they don't say by whom. Oh, some from a guy in at Cambridge. <clears throat> Throned in splendor, immortal Aphrodite, child of Zeus, enchantress, I implore thee, slay me not in this distress and anguish, lady of beauty. Uh, and she, It's got a really interesting rhythm to this. Yeah. Uh, hither come, hither come as once before thou camest, when from afar thou heardst my voice lamenting, heardst and camest, leaving thy glorious father's palace golden. Uh, it's a really that's an interesting s- scheme like it, it's not not a regular it's like three lines and four lines to a to a stanza back and forth but yeah. anyway i don't know a lot about poetry it's just interesting
0: cool
1: yep sorry go on i'm not going to read the whole thing it's it's several stanzas long
0: <laughs> i'm trying to get I'm, I'm trying to get to poetry and the only thing i'm finding <laughs> is greek lyric <laughs> poet Wait, Um, is the
1: word poetry not linked on this page no what
0: no no i'm going to greek lyric poet all right which is a wikipedia page
1: oh poetry had better be on that page oh
0: it's just greek lyric it takes me to so
1: oh okay well that's that's a thing yeah uh tim
2: okay so watchmen
1: are you the one watching the watchmen
2: (laughs) i am watching the watchmen right now um Watchmen was a comic uh, from the 80s written by a wild bearded man <laughs> uh, named Alan Moore.
0: He's so crazy.
2: <laughs> he, uh, like I every photo of him you see, he looks crazy.
1: Can't see. Um,
2: but he has some genius somewhere, apparently.
1: Whatever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> this is a story about um, it. It opens with the um, the murder of a superhero who sort of was a governmental agent mm-hmm. um think kind of like captain america but much more cynical
0: <laughs> yeah this takes place in like an alternate um is it 1980s
2: Ish. i i yeah. think so yes yeah uh,
1: because, because there's a Reaganish type of yeah, yeah. yes mm-hmm.
2: so these yes. old um not really old but retired superheroes um begin to investigate you know who killed this other hero that they knew and uh it gets you know it's 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 dark, as you might expect um, mm-hmm. any comics to be, but this one's particularly well-known for being particularly, you know, sort of dark. But it's also, you know, very well-respected. Uh, it was recognized in Time's list of the 100 best novels nice. as one of the best English-language novels published since 1923. Wow! Um, and the Comic Journal placed it 91 on its list of the top 100 comics of the 20th century. Sure. Um, so... The, the i can, the I can hear
0: kyle just trying to hold himself back <laughs> yeah.
2: trying really hard i'm
0: trying yeah. to hold myself back from just discussing about how great it is what oh it's so I, good oh, we man.
1: can no longer be friends so, it's well, so
0: well, fantastic
1: so the
2: sort of main image the most memorable image um of watchmen is the smiley face um, which is sort of the logo of the comedian, who is the hero that is um, murdered in the beginning of the of the, of the the book. Yep. Mm-hmm. This smiley face sort of becomes um, a recurring kind of theme, even when they didn't really expect to have it in there, <laughs> uh, which is kind of interesting. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Um, so uh, Gibbons, the artist, uh, created a smiley face badge as an element of the comedian's costume in order to lighten the overall design. And then later added a splash of blood uh, to imply his murder. Wow, um, Gibbon said the creators came to regard the bloodstained smiley face as a symbol for the whole series, yeah. um, noting its resemblance to the doomsday clock ticking up to midnight, I guess both being round. Um, <laughs> uh, Alan <Yeah>. Moore, true <laughs> <Yes. laughs> inspiration from psychological tests of behaviorism, explaining that uh, the test had presented the face as a symbol of complete innocence. So with the addition of a blood splash over the eye the face's meaning was altered to become simultaneously radical and simple enough for the first issues cover to avoid human detail. There's no people on the cover. It's just the smiley face.
1: It's a really distinctive cover though. I will yep. have definitely Absolutely. Seen that. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so then they just sort of found other um smiley faces sort of intentionally or unintentionally in the in the art. Um it says, although most uh, evocations of the central image were created on purpose, others were coincidental. More mentioned in particular that the little plugs on the spark hydrants, if you turn them upside down, you discover a little smiley face. Uh. So next time you go <laughs> past the fire hydrant, take a look.
1: Wait, what? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I I did not realize that.
2: Um, Other symbols? Uh, There's the 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 gale or gal crater g-a-l-l okay. um from mars which uh if you look at it it has a little happy face in it too
1: what yep so wow. they
2: worked that into an issue
1: mm-hmm. that's amazing
2: yep um so there's no mention of metaphor on the watchman um it does however link to subtext oh, oh nice nice so i'm going to subtext
1: okay uh you know, uh, and, and I know we've gone off on a bunch of different places already, but I want to take us one other place very quickly. Uh, I actually started in the middle of this run and worked my way to a front and a and, uh, beginning and end, essentially, uh, out from one central place. This was actually inspired by... Uh, I, Sky, I don't know what we were talking about earlier this week, but you had mentioned a particular idiom.
0: And, uh, yeah.
1: And, and you were <laughs> hoping that there was a a wikipedia page for that idiom
0: for idioms yeah
1: oh was it just idioms in yeah general? i just think
0: it would be fun to to end up on a bunch of idioms but
1: yeah well i managed to find a uh a, not just a page just about idioms just okay. in general but there there's an entire wikipedia page for the idiom jack of all trades master of none what that's crazy so uh not only did i real i, I did not realize that there's i mean. I sort of happened across this page and then worked my way out. Mm-hmm. But okay, so I didn't realize that this saying—I always thought of it. This is a very like American thing, like oh, you're a jack of all trades, you know, like because we're sort of a a, a a whole community that's based on saying like you're not restrained by who you grew up as or who your fa- your family was, you know. You can you can do whatever you like, you know, uh, go after your your passion or whatever but apparently this idiom exists in almost every language. Yeah,
0: uh, I guess it'd be a pretty universal idea. Oh
1: man. And some of them are some pretty sick burns.
0: Sweet. Uh, the okay. the uh,
1: But, I, but uh, uh, they have in here, the earliest reading that, that they can find of it, um, the earliest they can find is back in 1592, But it's actually, in in the way that he describes it, uh, in a a guy named Robert Greene, describing Shakespeare was actually positive to say, like, he's a jack of all trades. He's not a master of anything, but he does everything. Yeah, Uh, And that's that's the way it was described originally. But it started picking up like the more sarcastic meaning as people started using it, mostly because people realized that, you know, if you're really good at a lot of things, you're probably not good at one thing. Um, but I just want to share a couple of the other language ones, uh, just because they're amazing, uh, in, um, they have a couple Arabic versions of it, uh, to say like, to say, basically, uh, the one who knows two trades is a liar. (laughs) Uh, one who does several trades is incapable of managing any of them. Um, in Chinese, oh, they have such great things in this uh someone who can do a lot of things but is no is not great at everything is called a cat with only three legs so as to say you know like that guy yeah he's a cat with three legs so he can he can cover a lot of ground i guess but not very well yeah (laughs) um in cantonese to say equipped with knives all over but none of them are sharp and i really like that um let's see uh, a lot of, a lot of these uh, languages actually have like a person that they call a, uh, like a, well, Jack is, is actually used in a lot of languages, but uh, the feminine version is usually like Kate. So a Kate-able. Kate of all trades. Yeah. Huh. Uh, in Dutch, you would say someone, uh, they have 12 trades and 13 accidents. Uh, in Esperanto, you would say the person who chases two jackrabbits will catch none of them.
0: Wait, Esperanto? Yes, isn't that that like I know literal it, language that has idioms?
1: I guess. <laughs> How does a literal language have
0: idioms? I don't know. <laughs> that's like that's like a language that was meant to be really easy to learn because everything was was very it's far standard. From everything, yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh,
1: in Estonian, you would say uh, someone who has nine trades, uh, their tenth, their tenth trade is hunger. it. <laughs> I love it. I <laughs> that love was pretty it. good. Yeah, it is really good. Stretch yourself Um, too thin. Yeah, yeah. Um, In French, you would say the person uh, has, they have too many strings on their bow. Or uh, the other one in French would be, he who embraces much has a weak grasp. Oh, that one's really good. That is really good. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Let's see, let's see. (laughs) In Greek, a man of many crafts and a deserted home. Aww yeah that's <laughs> a little bit sad, more sad a lot of them are very sad actually um one of them uh in hungarian you would say uh the person who tries to ride two horses with the same ass okay uh, yeah um let's see uh in korean the man who has 12 talents has nothing to eat for dinner in malaysian the pursued the pursuit is not acquired and what you're holding gets dropped I, I love it all. I, I came across this page and like, I have to use this.
0: Those are pretty great. Yeah. Um,
1: one of the Chinese ones, um, was, uh, related to, and the saying is something like someone who is the 10,000 gold oil, uh, who does, who does everything, which is tiger balm, which is camphor. Oh, so that's how we got that's there. How you got there. Yeah. Nice. Uh, which, yeah, it's, it's really crazy. I, if you want to play around with some of these idioms, find a way to use them in in the week coming up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there, there's a lot of fun ones there. So, all right. Cool. I'm sorry. Let's go on to Greek Lyric and wrap this up. I Greek bet.
0: Lyric. There's not a lot to talk about. It's the body of lyric poetry written in dialects of ancient Greek.
1: Is it Greek? Yeah. Okay. Greek poetry
0: <laughs> meters are based on patterns of long and short syllables instead of like uh, stresses and unstresses in, in English poetry just mm. kind of interesting mm. um and yeah that's all i'm going to say about it there's no there's no uh, metaphor on here
1: wait a second they have uh yeah and religious devotion in the forms of hymns, pans and dithyrambs which sounds awesome dithyrambs and uh including maiden songs which are sung by choruses of maidens at festivals i love that yeah just these ladies just going around singing that's what they do I like. I, I really, really like it.
0: You really do. Okay. All right, go on. Uh, I'm gonna click on lyric poetry to get Neat. to a different poetry page.
1: <laughs> You're getting ever so close. Yep. <laughs> All How right. Um, <laughs>
2: subtext or undertone is the content of a book, play, musical work, film, video game television series or other story medium which is not announced explicitly by the characters or author but is implicit or becomes something understood by the observer of the work as the production unfolds so i mean it's pretty self-explanatory i would say
1: (laughs) yeah more or less Um, except except the whole idea of it being uh self-explanatory is not subtext like if you're just getting you know it's, they're being a little direct for this being the page about subtext is all I'm saying.
2: Yeah, they're awfully being <laughs> awfully direct. Um, so the definition it gives is the 1978 film Superman. What? Uh, yeah. Uh, Lois Lane has just met, Cl- met Clark Kent. The subtext is that she has taken an instant dislike to him.
1: <laughs> what?
2: At the surface, however, their conversation seems only to solicit and supply information about the existence of others of Clark Kent's type. Oh, any more yeah. at home like you, she inquires, uh, not really. No, Clark replies.
1: <laughs> Wait, that's their description of subtext? Yeah. That's amazing.
2: It's a very dry s- description of <laughs> subtext.
0: <laughs> There's a bunch of nerds on Wikipedia, and that's something. They, they come oh, up with. This is
1: linked, too. This is a, uh, oh my gosh, this is a link to a text of apparently the entire script of the first Superman movie. Okay. Okay. I'm going to just, just take that know, That's just helpful. in case you need it, guys. Yeah, you know. <laughs>
0: I find this as interesting as I did?
1: It's literally a dot text in the in the citation. It's literally Superman one dot text. So, <laughs> go on.
2: Television sci-fi such as the original Star Trek and Doctor Who, both of which implicitly uh, avoided on-screen sexual situations, have often been discussed with respect to certain scenes or lines of dialogue. Nice. That's all it says. It's just like.
1: Well, Tim, read the subtext. I mean, Star,
2: Star Trek and Doctor Who had subtext. <laughs> yep,
1: There's I a like lot those nerds. shows. <laughs> On Wikipedia. Yep. <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> like example. Oh, we don't know worse. how to
2: treat this. We just need to drop as many nerd references as possible.
1: Yeah, an, an
0: example, example is Blade, Blade Runner. Runner. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh,
1: this Superman, is
2: so Blade Runner, Doctor Who, Star Trek, um Woody Allen.
0: Oh, oh Woody um, Allen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Oh, I forgot about they reference coupling uh, on uh, BBC's uh, coupling, which is their version of Friends, which they did much better than we could have. Yeah, there's a character called Captain Subtext who uh, who essentially makes plain what people are saying. And it's a really, really funny scene because they're they're all talking about. Different things, and Captain Subtext translates all of different all the different characters for them. Oh. Uh, and it's very, it's kind of on the nose in a couple of places, he, but it, it's Is right. he on
2: the same team as Captain Obvious?
1: No, but should be. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. that's well, not directly, anyway. You know. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Dude. No. But anyway.
2: Anyway. anyway. Subtext can also be used to imply controversial subjects without specifically alienating people from the fiction, often through the use of metaphor. Uh, and it's linked.
1: It's linked.
0: Oh, yep. Dang it.
1: Dang. Good job. Nice job, Tim. Thank you. Oh, this is so great. Okay. There's,
0: there's nothing on lyric poetry that says what? metaphor. Really? Nope. No. Wow. Nope. i got nothing. Oh,
1: man. I'm so sorry.
0: You should be. I don't know why. <laughs>
1: No, well, I'm not that been. sorry, gee. <laughs> uh, well done, Tim. And I'm I I am sorry, uh Sky, but all right. Uh metaphors are pretty awesome, guys. Um, I mean, did you guys have trouble uh, as kids like mixing up uh, uh simile and metaphor? Yes. Yeah. Um I like for some reason like it stuck with me, and I always hated metaphors because they seem so so difficult <laughs> like why don't you just say it's like this thing <laughs> like that i i real, realize I it
2: i don't think you're alone in like <laughs> taking sides here in the the second sentence of the metaphor article uh, well i'll start at the beginning a metaphor is a figure of speech that identifies something as being the same as some unrelated thing for rhetorical effect thus highlighting the similarities between the two Second sentence. It is therefore considered more rhetorically powerful than the simile, but after it is therefore considered, someone has flagged by whom
1: in the citation. <laughs> so someone is using subtext in their metaphor. Yes. Yeah, so so the, the simile
2: great. gang is not happy with the sentence. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> there, it's a it's a powerful powerful lobby. The simile lobby almost as
0: powerful as the Oxford comma people.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh, those people are so t- so terrifying. They're the best. Uh, but I do really like, uh, they, at least they stayed away from Superman for describing metaphor. Uh, yes. Yeah, one of the most commonly cited examples of a metaphor in the English literature is all the world's a stage uh, from As You Like It. Uh, all the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players. They have their exits and their entrances uh, from As You Like It. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a good uh,
1: one. I like how they explain it this quotation expresses a metaphor because the world is not literally a, a stage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like, I didn't, I've never heard of a dead metaphor before. Um, yeah, not
1: know what that was either,
0: but it's, it's in which the sense of a transferred image is absent, like to grasp a concept and to gather what you've understood. Like those are technically metaphors, but they're not like a concept is an abstract thing.
1: I, uh, and, I, I guess it would be hard to make a metaphor otherwise, though, because the whole point of a metaphor is to kind of take something and sort of abstract it, isn't it? Am I? Yeah. Am I reading too much into that? Uh, maybe maybe it's saying that
0: it's dead because it just doesn't have any like meaning really yeah. anymore. It, like it, it just means what it means.
1: Oh, I see. Okay.
0: To grasp a concept is is like it's oh, yeah. so ingrained in our in our language that. When you say to grasp a concept, a concept, you don't have to play it out, you know, it's not like, oh, he's a shooting star. You're like, okay, I, I <laughs> you know, I, I see what that means and, and I, I can read the imagery. It's just like you instantly go to understand, you know, that's what, I, that's what to grasp a concept
1: is. I follow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they do make the connection between a metaphor, dead metaphor and a cliche there as well, which makes perfect sense to me. And then yep. of course we have our mixed metaphor. Yeah. Uh, their description here from Irish politician Boyle Roche: uh, "I smell a rat, but I'll nip him in the bud." Uh, yeah. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, but the nerds strike again yep. uh, with a connect with a quote from Futurama character Zap <laughs> Brannigan: uh, "If we can if hit we that bullseye, hit bullseye oh, go for it. Yeah, do it.
0: If we can hit the bullseye, then the rest of the dominoes will fall like a house of
1: cards. Checkmate. Perfect. 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 Yes. Not uh, That's that. a wrap." Uh. so yeah although my favorite part of speech is apparently described as metaphor even though I, i i suppose in most cases the the pun is sort of a metaphor i guess oh yeah um i like to think it's a little bit stronger than that but hey sure it sort of stands on its own yeah um anyway uh down here at the bottom of the or a little farther down on the page uh they talk about a uh visual metaphor to talk about how an image creates links between ideas. And I really like their, I'll I'll share this here. They have a picture here. That is the, uh, the description of the word anger, a metaphorical visualization of the word anger. And I really like it. It's sort of a cursive word anger, but the a is holding a needle and the end of the R is a balloon. And, uh, it's, it's, that it's that moment just before the balloon pops i think it's great that's cool yeah so anyway metaphors camp from camphor to metaphor from something that is something that has a very strong and distinctive smell to something that has a very strong and distinctive literal <laughs> style you, you should something.
2: have left it you should have left it to listener to decide what it all no means.
1: <laughs> No, I don't. I don't deal in subtext, Tim. From something that I rub <laughs> on my chest
0: to something that to get off my chest is.
1: <laughs> well wow. said. That is well said. And we'll leave it at that. So uh, I hope you guys had fun either way. And I, I hope anyone <laughs> 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 uh, had fun kind of messing around in these uh, these different pages as well. Um, if you want to hear more of our podcasts, you can find us on iTunes. Uh, we should know better. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at WSKBcast or go to our blog at wskbcast.blogspot.com and uh you can also find us on Facebook by searching WSKBcast or we should know better search we should know better on Facebook. Yep. And uh yeah, we're also on Tumblr at wskbcast.tumblr.com. Is that all the places or is that's, that
0: our... I think it's all places. We we're, we're everywhere in a lot of places. guys. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> all right, well we will see you guys later. Yep. Good night. Bye. Good night.
0: Bye.
1: So how was hanging out with friends? Tim? Mm-hmm. I was hanging out with friends. Well, that's cool. No, how was <laughs> hanging out with friends? No, I that, you said, like, were... I said, I <laughs> will nope. hang out with friends. Yep. Like, Tim, yes. Tim. Come on, Tim, acknowledge that I have friends. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> yeah, Uranus is semen. I don't see what's funny about that
2: or wow. how it can be misconstrued in any way.
1: Wow.